Welcome to PTG TV. This is your host, Antonio Hicks, a.k.a. Escaping the Matrix. It is election season, but let's talk a world beyond our own with my guest, Bruno, a photographer, a film editor, and otherworldly info informatic. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the election, being that we're in the battleground state of Georgia, and then we can move on to other topics. So welcome yeah. on the show, Bruno. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. I, I've been your fan, you know, so it's an honor for you to invite me to uh, be part of your of your show. And uh, like you said, living in Georgia, I think it's very hard to uh, avoid politics, especially in a time like now, you know. Um, so every, everything, every, everything's focusing on Georgia, everything focusing on uh, on PA. And uh, so it's, it's hard, you know, not to talk about it. Right, because I mean, as it stands now, uh, Biden has a 7,200 vote lead over Trump. And we are, like I said, we are the battleground state between uh, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and well, yeah, Nevada and Pennsylvania Arizona. because he's already lost North Carolina. Well, he won. Oh. They, well, they were already called Arizona, so Arizona right. is his. Oh, uh, yeah, they believe, did. So they officially called Oh, yeah, they did it yesterday, I think. Yeah. Yeah, AP called it yesterday. Now, technically speaking, and I in past presidency and past elections, if Mm. they were at a 99% reporting, they typically called it for whoever had the majority of the electorates for that state. But this time around, because it's it's 45, (laughs) because it's 45, they want to appease him so they can take out any of his rumors and his own personal conspiracies that he may throw up that the deep state is trying to take him out and it's against him. So, yeah. It's it's interesting because, you know, listening to your last episode, I think it was the last episode you guys were talking about, you know, does my does my vote matter? You know, Mm -hmm. and you you really start to see that come up right now. Literally every vote matters, you know, because for me, example, this is my second time uh, voting. Uh, I I wasn't eligible to vote before I became a citizen. And and now that I'm a citizen, um, but my first time around, you know, voting in the Trump and um, uh, Clinton, uh, you know, election. Uh, sometimes people, I, be- I believe sometimes people, they don't feel like their vote matters, especially if it doesn't go their way, you know, whatever they voted for. And I, d- I definitely felt that. So, you know, um, not that I wanted to vote for Hillary. I mean, you know, uh, I'm not saying she was like the greatest candidate, but... Uh, there was no way that I, w- I was going to vote for, for Donald Trump, but uh, obviously things went as you see. You know, he won, and and in the beginning, and for for a good amount of time, I've I felt like my you know why did it, did it even matter if I voted? You know, um, but now, especially in this election, now you see the turnout. You know, breaking like records. You know, votes, and you, you come down to like Georgia, where it's literally like every vote really matters and I, I voted in the cab county and those that was like one of the counties that they're still they were still counting i don't know if they still are from there i think they might be done already yeah they but it, and, you know that was one of the last kind of areas that they were still counting so especially for me i don't know where you voted but i know for me it was like yeah that was one of my votes that they were counting right there you know yeah i voted in gwinnett but I don't know if you know this about me. I grew up in DeKalb County. So I, I am a Georgia boy. I'm homegrown and I grew up, mm-hmm. I come from Macon and I grew up in DeKalb County and Stone Mountain. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I've always known about 
the cab. But I'm glad that this this election cycle, people were inspired to get out and vote. Now, was it everybody? Did we get 100%? No. Even in DeKalb County, Commissioner Lorraine, she was saying that we only got 60% of the people to actually show up to vote in DeKalb. She wow. said it's not great, but at least y'all, the 60% did show up. Mm-hmm. So I want to say thank you to you for actually, you know, going out to vote, especially being your second time around. Yeah. So yeah, how it, do you feel I, it being so close, especially with you saying this, you know, this when she said you became a citizen? Um, it, it's nail biting. I'm sure, every, you know, because everybody expects the answer right away. And, and, and now that things are so different because the world that we live in is so different. Right. And we have to live it a different way. And this is one of the ways like you see the election come around uh, in, in a time that the world is, is, is in chaos. And so people are not used to, you know, mail-in in, in votes. And so you start to see that a lot more. And um, for me, uh, I think it, it's interesting that you were saying like only like 60%, you know, of people voted, at least in that county, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that people still don't vote. Like even in my, my own household, uh, like my family members, you know, last election, uh, it was one of those things that, you know, I came home like, hey, did you guys, you guys voted? And, and it was one of the things, oh, it was today, you know? And I'm like, really? You know? <laughs> so, yeah, you still have that a lot. There's still a lot of people that just forget about it. Young people, I think last, last election, young people really didn't, didn't go out and vote. Like they're, you know, that was a big chunk of, of votes that, where people just didn't vote, you know? Yeah, it's, it's sad because, I mean, that's why I started the, the, the episode of, you know, does my vote matter? Because people have mm-hmm. to understand really, realistically, that your vote, it does matter. And I know, you know, we get, a, like, like I said, one of my episodes that, you know, the older generation beats you down and they, they guilt trip you because of what they did. And it's, you know, it's a fair argument. They, and it's not, well, it's not just a fair argument. It's, it's truth. They marched and they fought just for us to have the right to do so. Mm-hmm. So you you should get out there. It, that's the one nonviolent thing. Like Don Lewis says, the one nonviolent thing that you can do is get out and exercise your right to vote because you determine the state of your 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 community, the state of your state, and the state of this country by exercising that right. And the only way that you can get real change is you put people in place that represent you. Now, of course, <laughs> of course. We're not going to be happy with some of the candidates out there because, you know, like Bruno just said, I, I wasn't, I'm not a fan of the candidate this time around, and I'm not a fan mm-hmm. of the candidate from last time around. And I, I used to say, and I, I did confess this in my last episode, I, 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 I am one of those people I did say that I'd rather uh, stick with the devil that I know than the devil that I don't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't want to rock with this devil because this devil, <laughs> <laughs> this bad, devil. Man. Yeah, this devil is is not one that I want to sit in the fire with. I'd rather go with somebody new and yeah. at least, you know, see where we go from there because the way this world is right now is in the way the things that, that he's done, it's horrible and it's time to go home. And I asked you, like, how do you feel, feel about it? But I don't think you really got the question. A lot of people were upset because it's like, why was it so close? Not that it's a nail biter, but to think about the things that he's caused within this country, the walls, the the, the locking up of immigrants, even though he uses mm-hmm. a, a lot of illegal immigrants on his own property because he doesn't want to pay fair wages on his stuff. Him uh, demonizing other religions like the Muslim, like, you know, being part of Islam, demonizing Muslims coming into this country, locking the country down. Just talking about everybody. 
but we still got an election and it was this was close. That's what I was saying. So how does it make yeah. you feel somebody just now becoming a citizen to have an election looking at like this to where it's really coming down to just like the smallest amount of votes? I mean, you, you know, the way it makes you feel is it, it, you look at there's 70 million people that support this guy, right? Yep. And uh, record-breaking votes, you know, second most voted uh, ticket in, in, in an election. And so, so it, and I've seen it in my own eyes. And uh, it, to me, it, it feels really, uh, I feel bad that there's people that, that believe that this guy actually could, you know, make a change and, and really believe in putting their vote. Uh, I know a lot of people are guided by money. So I know that, you know, the incentives of voting for certain, you know, politician, because it's going to save them money. It's going to, you know, tax and all that stuff. But as an immigrant, uh, knowing that, like, for example, my mom came from, uh, you know, she came from a, a country by herself with, you know, with my dad. Nobody, she, they didn't know anybody here. And most people are the same way. A lot of, the, you know, I guess if you really want to think about it, unless you're like a Native American, everybody's from another country, you know? Mm -hmm. So as like, I think most immigrants, and, and to me, I think it hurts me the most when I see other immigrants voting for, for somebody like that. Because I know that their family at some point, possibly even them, had to do, make that same journey here for a better life. And I know a lot of people even get denied that opportunity, you know, and who knows what might happen to them, who knows where they end up because they're just trying to make a better life for themselves and the kids. And they can't because of somebody like, like Donald Trump that had, that puts all these, you know, these laws that, that you know, you want to keep out, you know, uh, certain people, Muslims and that kind of thing. Like, so it's, um, uh, like I said, 70 million people, voted for and, and that's probably not even counting all the people that didn't vote like you said you know, a lot of people even in this election there's so many votes there's still a lot of people that didn't vote right and it's 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 sad because i'm one of them people i mean you know you, you call me what i want because I, I am i am running for office again in the next cycle mm -hmm. but i would never say this country is full this country was built on immigrants this country mm -hmm. was literally built on immigrants so to even say that you want to shut them down, you want legal immigrants coming through. I'm like, okay, what does it necessarily mean? Because if you take away all the immigrants that we have in this country right now and you stop paying people under the table, this economy will tank out. This economy yeah. will be gone. You won't have people out in uh, the farmers. They won't have any workers working for them. You won't have homes. people working in some of these, right. Homes being built, yards mm -hmm. being taken care of. You won't have what is uh, the crops being picked. It's I mean it's a lot of things that immigrants work in, and they do them wrong. <laughs> I mean to me, I say is is modern day slavery for me. But even though you're getting paid, you still getting robbed your equal your equal wage. Because I'm like if you come over here, if you're doing a job, and they hire you, you should get paid the same thing as citizens of this country get paid because you're coming in doing the work. And I, I firmly believe that. It's not even just, uh, and it's not. It's not even just, you know, these workers that you're talking about, like all these guys that you know cut grass or, or you know, they work on farms and stuff. It's even educated, educated immigrants yeah. that come from, like, for, my wife, for example, she has a bachelor's degree. She was a nurse. She worked in the in the ER in Brazil. You mm -hmm. know, she's seen it all, and she has her her um, uh, her bachelor's degree in nursing. 
and she came here and they make the process that they that they put you through it they make it so difficult for you to mm-hmm. uh to validate you know the work that you've already put in and i understand the the you know the medical um uh the, the medical system here is different than other countries so of course I, i'm not saying that you might not have to maybe be you know recertify in certain areas but uh, the process is like they they make it to where you literally have to start over you know so even right. educated like immigrants not you know people that have that good education just want to come here and make uh even you know this country better they they, they run to these roadblocks yeah and the, the problem and the other thing behind it is we we seek those out like even when we look at some of our advancement in technology some of the corporations that we work for a lot of mm-hmm. the people that work in those fields are immigrants. Yeah. They bring people in on work visas and whatnot to come in and actually help build the technology that we utilize here within the States. So it's now it, I actually ahead. have a question for you since you since you are in you know the political realm. I, I'm not. I mm-hmm. know very little. I mean I know enough, you know. But for example, like in my country, um here it is not required for you to vote, right? You don't have to go vote. Right. It's not going to affect you in any way if you don't vote. Right. Um, in my country, it's different. So in Brazil, they mm-hmm. it's actually required. You know, you have to vote. Uh, they have certain uh, rules in place where if you don't vote, um, you, you can't get certain documents done. Like when I went to Brazil a couple of, like last year and I mm-hmm. wanted to have an ID and I wanted to you know open a bank account, uh, do all those things. Uh, one of the things they required me to have to even like get my, which is an equivalent here to like a social security card mm-hmm. is, is I have to prove that I voted, you know? And so they make it very difficult for you to do certain things. Uh, they even try, like they, they implement a, a penalty, which is very small, but they, they like when I went to Brazil, I had to actually go before I had any of those documents done. I had to go and pay that penalty for all those years that I haven't, you know, voted. It was very small. Ended up being like like fifteen, twenty bucks. But they have those in place as like an incentive for people to uh, vote. You know, so I mm-hmm. don't know why. Uh, so I'm, I guess my question to you is: there a reason why they don't have they don't they can't do that here? Uh, same reason people don't want to be told to wear a mask. <laughs> Just to put it plain and simple, nobody wants to be told what to do. Now, mm-hmm. now, do I think they should have something in place like that? I, after the Affordable Care Act, I, I, yes, I, I believe they should. Because with the Affordable Care Act, if you don't have health care insurance, you get penalized. Well, you used, to, you used to get penalized for it. I don't know if that's it's still the same way now. I don't want to say that as a fact. But I know you used to get penalized for it if you, uh-huh. had, if you did not have health insurance, which a lot of yeah. people, they couldn't afford it. And I mean, right. even me, I'm a contractor and I make pretty good freaking money, but I don't have health insurance. Mm-hmm. I have to go through. I have to go through ACA. I don't have my country agency doesn't offer healthcare. But I don't think it has to be. I, I think uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be like, oh well, you know, they, they'll keep you from having the driver's license. But maybe put in some kind of incentive where, like, you'll get, like, if if you can prove that you voted, you know, when you do your taxes, you'll get like a tax break somehow, right? Um, and then then that gives the people the choice to, okay, do you want to take advantage of that or not? You know. I think you should have to pay a penalty. Like when you go to file, like you say, your taxes, you go to file your taxes, they can look in the system and see if you actually voted because I mean, you have yeah. your voters card and stuff. So once you run through the system, they can determine whether or not you cast a ballot. And if you didn't cast a ballot, then I'm not going to say, you know, rob you 
and make right, it right. like a three hundred, four hundred dollar fine. But like you said, at least a fifty dollar fine for not mm-hmm. exercising their right. Because I think people should vote. If I don't understand, well, I do understand if you come from minority community. And I try to always like in my pocket with my other previous episode. I don't. I I am the one that's objective. I don't like to make a lot of things about race. Whereas Tamika, she's the realist because we both come from the deep south. <laughs> she mm-hmm. does talk about race. But yes, I can get to a degree why you don't get out to vote because they exploit minority communities and they do exploit minority communities because hence they was talking to peddling down to Cubans, to the the Latinx community, to the African-American communities and the Asian communities just to try to win us over so we can come out and support them. But uh, yeah, I think, I don't understand why people don't get out and do it. I mean, you got to do it now, especially like I said, you see nowadays that um, the, the DA... No, the special uh, prosecutor down in South Georgia that did not want to arrest those and prosecute those officers, officers that killed Ahmaud Arbery. And mm-hmm. they voted the person out. And I was like, this is a is prime example. Yes, that easy? Is, yeah, I'm like, this is a prime <laughs> example of why if you get your behind up and go freaking vote, you can make, you can a, make change a change within your community. Exactly. <laughs> you can take care of it. It's not that hard, right? Mm-mm. But uh, I think also people get discouraged because you know, you see these uh, long lines and they make it, they, they do make it kind of difficult to vote, you know, and even last election, I mean, I, last election, I actually waited, it was like an hour, hour and a half. Um, Man, you, you better know. bring your chair out there, bring you your, your Nintendo Switch or any other mm-hmm. handheld console, grab your movies some popcorn you know, and chill. That's funny you mentioned that because this year, uh, you know, I, I was watching the news and I was getting ready to vote and, and then you start to see those headlines People were there for four or five hours, you know, that kind of thing. You, you start to see people even bringing like chairs, folding chairs. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I'm like, I got to get ready, right? So the day that I went to vote, I got the chairs ready. I got snacks. I, I got my Nintendo Switch. I had uh, I, I had Zelda on there. I'm like, I'm going to play some Zelda, right? Um, I had it like like I had a set or mm-hmm. charger. You know, I get there. It literally took me five minutes to vote. There was nobody <laughs> there. I walked in. I stood in front I, I, I walked in I think it was like a library down in the Cap County yeah and and the guy I, I walked in and the guy was standing and, he's, and, and I'm looking like confused and the guy's like yeah there's nobody here walk, walk right in we're, we're empty right now you know and it literally took five minutes I went in you know um, but as soon as I, I left I did start to see more people I sat there for like five minutes uh, I saw a, a, a lot of, like this wave of people coming in so maybe I got lucky but you know, I didn't have to bring out my switch. I can tell you that. Yeah, and it depends. I mean, early election. It depends on what time of day you go. Because, like, when I went, I voted in Snellville. I got there, and it was. I think I waited about forty-five minutes, and it wasn't that bad. I mean, to me, yeah. forty-five minutes is not that bad. Now, when I'm doing primaries, no, I go voted in a church around the corner from me in Loganville, and I'm in and out in five minutes. <laughs> I'm literally in and out in five minutes. Yeah, I'm, I live in Lawrenceville too, and the gym that I go to here is right across from the voters. Uh, um, it's it's a bit. It's a, I forget. It's like a the voter agency, and uh, you know, I we're getting there five in the morning to go to the gym, and I start to see it. this was free. This was uh, this was early voting, mm-hmm. and five in the morning there was already people lining up there. You know. I think it just depends on the area. I think I, I do. I do think that people in um, in the, these areas, like 
Lawrenceville and in you know like Atlanta. I think these people really wanted to go early. They wanted to get out there and just get it, you know, and, and get it, well, get it over with. That's the that was the message this time, and to me, that's going to be the message going forward. Even as we have a, a special, well, a runoff coming up in January for the two Senate seats, is get out and go early. Please get mm-hmm. out and go early. Get out and still mail in your absentee ballot if you don't want to even go wait in the line because we still are in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, just get out and get it done. Let's continue to exercise their right and let's make sure that we show up because when you wait for actual the day of, there's always some problems. I mean, it, it's technical. and we, we voting on giant iPads. There's always some technical problems that's going to take yeah. place. So as opposed to eliminate that, just get in early if you can. Now, it doesn't I need to be made a holiday. It need to be made a holiday, but anyway. That's- you, I, I feel the same way. I just, I was thinking about that the other day. Somebody said that, and I was like, why haven't they made this into uh, like a holiday where it's, everyone is off? Because, for example, they don't want you to vote. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, people voted anyways, right? So, I think now, from now on, I think people are going to take more advantage of these mail-in votes because they see how easy it is. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to go anywhere, you know? So people voted anyways. So, but I think that's something that I don't know why they haven't made that until a holiday. You know, people just take that day to go and vote. And, you know, like my employer, they, they gave me the day. They, they give you a day. To, they, you can pick whatever day you want. You can go there. They'll give you the day to go and vote and stuff. But not every employer does that, you know? Uh, no. And that's why, you know, I tell people, I, I say, you know, the reason your vote matters. I said, because if it didn't matter, they wouldn't be trying to do everything they can to keep you from voting. You think it's a think it's some kind of like conspiracy where they, well, you know, uh, like for example, trying to like like voter suppression. You see these like right before somebody was um, somebody was telling me about uh, uh, what was it? I keep forgetting. Uh, but but anyways, like trying to purposely uh, suppress certain areas from voting. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's real. That's real. I mean, that's a, I mean, that's not a conspiracy theory. That's real. But I mean, do you think that? You, and I know it's not like a conspiracy, but um, like, you think the government purposely um is behind the scenes trying to, like, if you want to look at like what Donald Trump is saying, like, they're purposely trying to hack, like, you know, elections and and you know, using Russia to manipulate how people vote and things like that. <laughs> Or do you think that's completely out of this world? You know, uh, that's garbage. I laughed at that. So, so, so you moved here. To, so, where did you come from initially? Before I get on that, like, how uh, long have well, you been I, in Georgia? I used to live in Florida, Orlando. Okay. So, so in in Georgia, I'm gonna go down. I'm gonna go down the whole southeast region. So, you talking about North Carolina, uh, South Carolina, parts of Tennessee, Georgia, uh, not so much Florida. Florida always been, I mean, even George George Red, uh, Alabama, Mississippi, even parts of uh, Louisiana. They've been trying to, they've been suppressing our votes for a long time. So like I said, I come from Macon. Macon is closer to like the southern parts of the state headed into, headed into Florida itself and close to like the Val, Valdosta, Milledgeville type area and stuff. So growing up, like that's rural Georgia. Like a lot of people don't know that. The, yeah. Macon is rural Georgia. <laughs> so, and there's a lot of Democrats Democrats down there, and it, but mm-hmm. they have suppressed our votes. Before Stacey Abrams made it public, she made it real popular. They've been suppressing our rights to vote for a long time. They would close down voting precincts. Hell, during the whole Stacey Abrams campaign, 
Kemp Falls down in Bowdoin Precinct down in South Georgia. This is a small town outside, close to Valdosta, to where they had one voting precinct and it within a certain area and he closed it down and they had to drive 30 miles to get to the next one, like almost a 45 minute drive to an hour to get to the next voting precinct to get out and vote. Now who the hell, and a lot of people, this is rural Georgia. So a lot of places in rural Georgia, you know, we don't have, they don't have cars. You don't have mass transportation either. Right. So if you close down a voting precinct, I can't get to it unless I get a family member to come pick me up or somebody come pick me up and we all just hop in the car together. There's no mm-hmm. buses that's coming to pick you up and take you to places like that. So voter suppression is real. And they say, do they, blat- they blatantly do it. Like this, like so I said, it's not a conspiracy theory behind. They blatantly do that because they want to remain in power. Now, both sides do it. Now, this is one of the things I did talk about in my last podcast where mm-hmm. the Dem party would say in certain areas that they would blame it on the GOP because we were all talking about, Tamika and I was talking about finger pointing. They blame a lot of the problems on the GOP, but if the area is predominantly Democrat, what does the GOP stand to gain from suppressing your right to vote? Not like making having power outages or not mm-hmm. having enough machines in certain locations. Why? How would that benefit the GOP? Because even if they brought in a Republican candidate, it wouldn't be enough people to show up to put that person in place that will override that of the Democratic Party within that area. And and I think now that I'm thinking about, I was talk, something came into my mind about you know voter suppression. And I remember, I think what I was going to say, and I was, I wanted to ask you how you feel about this with the whole, the whole thing with like, uh, with Ice Cube. I don't know if you heard about that. I'm sure you probably yeah, did. Yeah, the platinum plan. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about what he, the message that he was trying to, you know, because a lot of people think, hey, this guy was last minute trying to, you know, like, like vote suppress people to vote for Donald Trump, you know, um, how do you feel about what he, you know, the video that he put out and, and. Because it made an impact, you know? It really well, did. People are... So, yes. So, Trump did double the amount of African-Americans that voted for him. He did double the amount of people within the LBGTQ community that voted for him. Hell, even down in Florida, he got the majority of the Latino community votes to go towards him. But I don't think Ice Cube... If he did make a difference in that, then I blame it on the ignorance of the people. So, what Cube was saying was, and he made a good point, I'm here trying to get change within the black community. I don't care if mm-hmm. it's a Republican. I don't care if it's a Democrat. I don't care if it's a Libertarian, Conservative, the Green Party. I don't care who it is. I just want to put a plan into place because you don't know who's going to win. You don't know who's going to win the election. So you have to talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. And the reason he went and talked to Trump because Trump entertained him. Now, was it pandering? I think it was pandering. Of course it was pandering because Trump knows he needs an African-American vote. The Dem Party, they tabled it. It was like, wait until after the election and we'll come back and holler at you later. So it's like, okay, well, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to go ahead and try to get something in place right now? Or see if you're going to come back to me and let's say, okay, let's say if Doe Do does win, come back and see if you're going to entertain me then. Especially now that you have Mitch McConnell talking about he's only going to approve certain cabinet members. Like, how do you get to pick my cabinet? But no, to go back to your yeah, initial question. No, it's it's... I don't think what he did was wrong. And I blame the ignorance mm. on the black community too. I think it's, I'm, I'm gonna be real honest with you. I think it's stupid to sit there and say that he's being the Uncle Tom or mm-hmm. he's filling himself out. No, he didn't cater to any party. He just said, I am looking to get help. Now, the thing you should be asking yourself is on both sides, on everybody, mm-hmm. why weren't you doing things prior to general election and the presidential election? And that's one thing, one thing I've always said, 
even yeah. in my run for office and people getting up and you started talking about your plans and stuff. The biggest thing I always call, I call BS on when other candidates are getting up talking. I was like, don't tell me about what you're going to do, especially if you're an incumbent. Don't tell me about what you're going to do if you have not done or made an attempt to do that prior to today. So like, show, yeah, I, and I, right, show me what give me the done. receipt. Right. Because yeah. I'm like, you don't have to. And people can say, oh, well, you know, they, uh, they, they like you have to get a bill approved or whatever. Okay, I understand that. But you still can write a policy out. So you can write a right. policy out and you can present the policy to be presented to, to go onto the floor. It doesn't have to get voted on, but you can still have the policy in place ready to go. And that way you can have your receipt. Say, look, this is what I we tried. presented. <laughs> and I'm right. I, I actually made an attempt to better the, our community. And this is the deal I, pres- I put forth. These are the people that co-sponsored that particular bill. So, yes, I am really trying to make that change. Now, I can't make them present it to be voted on or I can't make them push it through. But I am putting together paperwork so that we can actually vote on something. I think a lot of people are are very uh, miseducated on on that. Very specific, simple, uh, you know, way of like, for example, just people people automatically think that you know you become the president you're going to be able to change everything on day one no, on day two no. even the like that first year mm-hmm. uh people think that the president can just go in there and then hey i'm gonna pass this rule and it's done you know uh and and that honestly i was i thought about i thought that way too a long time ago obviously mm-hmm. uh, but when i was younger i i you know i was miseducated on that i thought yeah hey the, the president's gonna go in there and they're going to change everything uh, and they can because they're the president they're the highest power of you know the government like they can do whatever they want right mm-hmm. and then when i when i actually learned about how the government works um i realized that it, it doesn't work that way it, you know it takes sometimes even even if the, like for example obama even things that he set in place if it's not continued by the next president you know it takes a long time for some of these things to actually take effect Right. And that's the thing. The president, the president is just like the CEO of the country. He can make influence and he can put together his own policy and bills, but it still has to go before the House and it still has to get voted on in the Senate before it comes back to his desk for him to sign off on it. And even still with that, if the local states doesn't like it, they can still vote it out, too. So your your states have complete control and complete power. A lot of people don't even recognize that. Okay, if the, the state didn't like it, state didn't have to push it through. I mean, they can yeah. the, the the Supreme Court can be like, nope, we're not having that take place here. I mean, hence we've seen that with this pandemic, they don't have to approve everything. The states have complete control. That's why we always say, get out for your local election because if you want to see real impactful change. Then you need to be showing up for your local seats. Yeah, I think this is going to be a, a a historic and it kind of already is election. You know, especially when you start to see like the first black. Uh, a woman being, you know, on that ticket, you know, I think that's the the power that that carries. Uh, and and to think about that, yeah, like I think in in the future she could even be president. You know, uh, how do you how do you feel about that? Like, it, do you think that that's uh, you know, because obviously Hillary almost made it there, you know, as far as yeah. like being the first woman president. Uh, but like now with Harris. She's gonna break so many barriers, you know. Woman, black. I think she's even like part Asian or something. So like breaking all these barriers that people are not used to. Or, you know, not not that at least some people are not, you know. 
you think that's do you think that's something that's uh, gonna go down in like history like when people look back like years from now and they're gonna be like you know in, in 2021 uh 2020 2021 this was the, you know the, the first woman uh, to be elected or be on the ticket you know i mean yeah it's gonna go in history i mean it, it yeah she's part african-american and part uh, south asian but yeah it's I, is the, is is our country ready for it i don't know i mean you know like i like i was saying early on and i'm like the election right now should not have been as close and it's like okay if we put yeah. if we put a woman on the the, the top ballot because i mean she's a vice president mm-hmm. it was like president obama president obama had to come in with joe as a vice president, do I think there will ever be a full ticket where it's just nothing but African Americans or Latino or Indian or Asian? Uh, my opinion, hell no. You I mean, think you, so? No, I don't know. You know, I, mean, I, I think they can they will run, but whether or not the country will, the full amount of the country will support them, I don't know, man. It's I don't not anytime soon, to be honest. And that's just me coming from the south. <laughs> I'm kind of mm-hmm. scarred. I, I have a little PTSD. Uh, I mean, yes. would I support that? I would support that 100. I mean, because I'm I, mean, I don't, I don't, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't, because I don't look at, I was taught not to look at, even coming from the deep south, I was still taught not to look at race. Like, I was never taught to hate any particular race, no matter how bad we were treated. Mm-hmm. I was never taught to hate any particular race. It's like, we love all, love everybody, especially coming from a, a Christian, Southern Baptist Christian household. So for me, I would support anybody as long as the candidate is a great candidate. I will support right. anybody. But with the rest of the country, as red as it is, support somebody like that. It's still nah. very red. Yeah, because it's like, like, dude was disrespecting her name, calling her Camel and uh, uh, Kamala. No, we're not Kamala, but it's like he was disrespectful of her dog mm-hmm. name. I'm like, come on, yeah. people laughing. I don't know. I I feel differently. I think that, uh, and not just because people were like, for example, I really, I really don't think that people voted for Obama just because he was black, right? I really think that they voted because of his, uh, you know, qualifications and and and, and oh, the black community voted for him because he was black. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, black um, the black community did. I, I, I did it. I mean, obviously, he, you know, um, I, in my opinion, and and this is just my my opinion, but I really do think that at least for my generation, I think he's the best president for my generation. You know, and and, and honestly, I think probably top five you know top three even um but even him you know still had his hands tied to to really change what he wanted to change um and and i get it you know with with politicians you you can't you're gonna promise a lot of things that you might not be able to deliver but uh uh it's not because they don't want to but because mm-hmm. there's these barriers like, you know, Congress and all these other people that just make it. You had the Senate it. majority leader. Well, I mean, that was it was just racist in itself. And that's why I argue people down, especially black people. And they say, well, President Obama didn't do a lot for the black community. I said, what the hell did you want him to do? They had his feet and his hands shackled together. Mitch McConnell said before he even took office, there is nothing this man can present to him that he would ever present to the floor. Mm-hmm. Ever, ever. And then when he was in office, Mitch McConnell wouldn't even come and talk to him. He would come and talk to Joe. Mm. So I'm like, that in itself lets you know how hateful people <laughs> were. And like, it ain't like, 
Barry was people, a bad dude. I mean, Barry was, a, and I'm calling him Barry, but President Obama was a good dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, he was a great dude. It's like, so what was the problem? Like, you know, it wasn't like he was doing anything wrong prior to, because he served in the Senate for one term. So it wasn't like he was doing anything bad. It's, so the only underlying factor that you could have, not even because he was a Democrat, it's just because he was black. Because if he was, if it was because he was a Democrat, then why even talk to Joe? Like why? Right. Is, like why? Was become, <laughs> yeah, Joe was a Democrat. Joe was a stark <laughs> Democrat. He's been difference? a Democrat for years. Yeah, because he's white. That's all yeah. the differences. Uh, right. But and 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 this is what the sad thing is that people people actually elected they, they elect people like that. Mm-hmm. You know that uh, and it's sad. Look, I I where I work, uh, it's very like a, it's not not as rural anymore, but it's 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 out there in the country, right? So. I see a lot of ignorant things there, you know, mm-hmm. I, and, and, and like yourself, I, I grew up not like, I, I didn't grow up with, uh, growing up, I was just like, you know, you accepted everybody. You really didn't like see, uh, like hate in other people. Like it wasn't that, you know, like I grew up in the black school. I went like, I was the, I could probably count in my hand how many, like, white and I'm not even I'm I would you know I'm I would say like I'm, I'm, my skin color is like caramel color. I don't know but you can count how many white kids there were in the school and, and I grew up around kids that were just mentally because they were black they were like like taught to uh be scared of 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 uh of I guess you could say like white people because they the the hate and the racism Mm-hmm. And and I saw that and I was like, why do people treat people like that? You know, that was my first like when I came to the United States. That was like my first like dose of like seeing it because like growing up in Brazil, like you really didn't like. There's not a lot of that there, you know. But coming here and you start to see like this hate and and the racism that still goes on, you know. Mm-hmm. And you think about like oh racism that's like from the 1700s, you know, like no it's here man it's still here like oh, it exists and, across and, the world and, and people and people don't like i don't see it uh as much but i i i have seen it where you know i went to some some states that are you know more out there like you know north dakota south dakota and i'm literally like the only dark-skinned person in anywhere you know mm-hmm. and you get these looks and at first I was like, something wrong with me? Like, is my hair like, you know, is, did I forget to put it up? And it's not, it's just the way that you look, you know? And, and I, I get it that some of these people are, this is how they, they're, they're, you know, how their parents taught them uh, to not, I don't know if the parents teach them not to like yeah. dark skinned people or, you know, uh, I'm sure that there is, you know, you, you think that there isn't, but I'm sure that people teach racism out there you know not to hang out with these certain types of people don't hang out with the, the spanish kids in school you know um but like growing up i've never never experienced that until i started going to an, like all uh all black all black school and uh i was just like wow that's crazy because i actually when i lived in orlando mm-hmm. i spent most of my years uh going to a, a white school I mean, it was it wasn't all white, but you know, majority of the kids there were white. And then my last year, I uh, I uh, had to transfer because where I lived and stuff. So I ended up going to a different school, and that school was all black kids. And 
I honestly had more fun in that one year being at that you know all black uh, school than I did those four years you know uh, with all my friends and 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 I start to see like and, and the way that people would treat each other with more respect uh, they didn't look at me differently because I was uh, in a whiter skin and they, they knew that I wasn't white but you know um, they didn't treat any of the other kids that weren't black different and it's like it's not the other way around it doesn't work that way Mm-mm. it doesn't work that way Mm-mm. kids kids that have their Spanish black Asian whatever they get treated differently and that and that comes up as you become an adult they treat the adults the same way in, in certain areas obviously but being from the south yeah you, you definitely see that yeah it's I mean a, a lot of parents I mean, a lot come from a black household they, they will tell you to be cautious of, of white people and always be skeptical of them but still treat them with you know respect like you want to be treated and which is yeah. why you say when you come into our communities or come into our, I mean let's Hell, let's talk about our communities. I mean, here we go through gentrification. We like we're always going through gentrification. Mm-hmm. So we were we're forced to adapt to other people coming to our neighborhoods. But like you say, it's not the other way around. Like when I come to your neighborhood, you looking at me crazy as hell and you calling the cops mm-hmm. and stuff half the time. Yeah. And oh it's yeah. Like I, I ha- see it in other <laughs> I see it in other countries. Like I've and I've been to other countries. Yeah. And I've seen racism. I, you know, I will say, and I'm going I'm to go on record saying this on this podcast, black people are like one of the worst treated across the world. I, I'm just be real honest with you. Why it is, I have absolutely no freaking idea. Because I'm like, true. why can't we all just be respectful of one another? But across this world, everywhere you go, we get disrespected the most. Yeah, that, that's very true. And it's sad that people automatically see somebody and and they judge someone just because the color of the skin you know and and in and, and that and, and and this is where it comes around to like politicians like people elect these kind of people that think this way mm-hmm. you know right so it's it's sad to think about just thinking about that overall like you know uh it, it has changed obviously it has like it has changed a lot of things have changed and and mm-hmm. You start to see racism, racism being looked down on, you know, yeah. uh, a lot. But there's still a lot, still a lot of way to go, man. Yeah, it's a long way to go. It's not as bad as it used to be. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the generation coming up now, and, and my generation too. You know, a lot of us are we like we just want to hang out. We just love one another, and, and of course, yeah. it's not everybody, but a lot of us, a lot of us are depending on how you were brought up. But the younger generation coming up now even with their parents trying to force it on them because we're like socially connected because now we all on social media, mm. there's a lot less of that hate going on because like you said, you know, you come into a black school, they're just trying to have fun. They don't, they're not looking at what your race are unless you say something crazy, but everybody's trying to have fun. Like kids will be kids and they still have altercations or whatever, but people generally just trying to hang out and rock with one another. And so yeah. this just kids now coming up with social media. That's what they see. I mean, they listen to hip hop music, they listen to pop music. It's in this different varieties and nationalities, singing all these different things, and everybody is just trying to enjoy one another. So when their parents trying to put inject hate into them, they're resistant of that and pushing back on their family. Which is why you see a lot of households they're divided now. Because <laughs> a lot of the kids are like, "Why would you support this clown? Yeah, when he's just racist as hell." And it was I like, "Because <laughs> he's doing such and such." And it's like, "No, he's not doing nothing to make America great. Because I mean, what the hell he's done to make America great? It's like, dude, is racist as hell." 
and the so, kids are more educated than the parents are. Yes, you know? yeah. <laughs> but I, it's funny because like, I was actually very popular in my black school because uh, I was the only one they could actually pick. So I, the 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 um, the uh, football coach used to come to the soccer practice. Like, hey, you want to come? You know, you want to come? I, I was already a kicker in my elder school, but he he can't. He would come out to the practice. Like, hey, you want to want to be the kicker? And and I did, and I was very good at it. I mean, I used to do before when I used to go to my in my my other school, but um, I was very good at it. So I was actually very popular because they, you know, uh, it was the kicker, the guy uh, saved a couple games and that kind of thing. But uh, it it was a really fun time. I really missed uh, those times in high school, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, interesting times. Hopefully, as we somebody asked me, this scientist I talked to. She was like, what do we, what do I think could make a change? I said, we have to get the old people out. And I was like, it's not ageism. It's just that we have to get the old way of thinking out of office right now and, and bring in some new people that actually want to work. And again, I don't, I'm not talking about party. I'm just talking about people that's in office in general. I don't care if you're yeah. Republican, Democrat or whatever, but it's time to bring yeah, in a new set <laughs> of people that want to just focus on policy and not just race. Because I'm like, I'm getting tired of the whole well, we're trying to create a pod, like a platinum plan specifically for the black community. Can we just focus on plans that affect all Americans and make sure that it's being done and people are being treated equally according yeah. to that plan, as opposed to creating a specific plan to help out underprivileged communities? Now that you mentioned you you brought uh, you brought up uh, scientists, it just came mm-hmm. to my mind. Have you ever? And I think I talked about talked to you about this before about Bob Lazar, the guy that. You know, the uh, guy that supposedly was working in Area 51. And this is kind of like my my thing. I love talking about, you know, just conspiracies and, and the unknown kind of thing. Because, you know, I think the biggest questions that I think a lot of you know, the humanity really asks, like uh, people always ask themselves is, are we alone? You know, is there somebody else uh, in another universe, like in other planets or, you know, uh, so I, that kind of came to my mind about that um, the Joe Rogan um, podcast with this guy Bob Lazar, and, and I usually don't. I'm not a huge fan of uh, of Joe Rogan, but he ha- he actually has really interesting interviews with people with some mm-hmm. people, um, and this guy was one of them. And so, if you're not familiar with who he is, like back in I think it was like 1980, 1986 or something, he pretty much came out and said, "Hey, I I worked." For the government at uh, I think it was Los uh, Los Alamos, um, and that Los Alamos is where they you know create all the uh, nuclear weapons, and they started that because of World War II, mm-hmm. um, and that's where they created you know the atomic bombs that they dropped in Japan and that kind of thing. But supposedly he worked there, and then the government you know came to him and said, "Hey, we want you to work on this project," and they brought him to Area Fifty One to a place called uh, it was a facility called like S4 and he was uh, in charge him and another scientist were in charge uh, their mission was to try to reverse engineer this unknown you know uh, piece of uh, what they say from uh, alien aircraft you know and he came out and and after all that was done you know they, they didn't need him anymore he came out and he told the public about it, you know. And of course, back in the day, and even still today, I think 
whenever you come out and you say, hey, I went to Area 51, there's alien stuff there, or I was abducted by aliens, people will automatically label you crazy, right? Mm-hmm. They'll automatically throw you in the crazy, oh, that guy talks about <laughs> the alien guy. He's, he's crazy, right? Because it's something that you've never seen. So um, I'm the kind of person that's like, until I see it, I believe it, right? But mm-hmm. you have to ask yourself, are we alone? I think that question has been asked for a long time. Are we alone in this universe? You know, is there other beings out there? You know? So the interesting thing about that is and how I present it to other people, because I do believe in you. I believe in, in aliens that well, I believe in other beings that exist on other planets across the solar mm-hmm. system, because I refuse to believe that we're the only planet that's uh, well, I forget what the term is called. That's in the belt itself that we that we can survive on. That we're the only ones that exist. Uh, it's, it's, we're, I'm too. I'd be too lonely to even try to even think that. So I mm-hmm. believe that. But it's it's interesting. Other people say, well, that's just a form of fiction. Nobody wants to. Who who believes in the UFO? And if the UFOs are real, why haven't they presented themselves? And I right. said, well, you know, the same thing can be said about religion. Mm-hmm. You can't feel, see, and touch any of this stuff, but yet you go to church and you There's believe no in a higher power. I'm like, right? You can't. There's nobody that has gone to the other side and then became resurrected. It's like, oh, yeah, man, it's, it's hot over there. But, it's know. heaven. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, or hot. I guess <laughs> depending where you go. <laughs> well, I'm saying hot in the sense where it's, it's like nice. I don't, oh, okay, I don't, know, okay. why, I I don't know why I was brought back. <laughs> <laughs> like, now we don't want you right now. <laughs> oh, no, I do believe in um, UFOs. I do know about Bob Lazar because I, I learned of Bob Lazar from uh-huh. this guy. And I hate to say it now because the trouble he's gotten into, but this guy, Tyler, with the secure team, who's a big YouTuber, who ended up mm-hmm. becoming close friends with Bob Lazar. And I say I hate to bring him up now because he's gotten into trouble with, you know, some domestic things that took place between him and his wife. Yeah. But yes, I learned of Bob Lazar from Tyler on the secure team. And I mean, he has some interest now. Do I believe he worked at Area 51? I don't know. I mean, you can only you can only go by what people tell you. The science mm-hmm. that he presented, the engineering that he's shown. Mm-hmm. It's compelling. I mean, it's, it, well, it, it goes. It goes with what. So, back in the day when he came out with all this, and he was telling people about how he was, they were trying to reverse engineer these, you know, these. Uh, uh, I guess it was some kind of uh, proportion, uh, something that would make this, you know, alien craft uh, operate. And um, and 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 you start to see now with the videos that you mentioned earlier that they declassified and. The government is saying, yeah, these videos are legit. You know, mm-hmm. we don't know what those things were, but they match. They match to what he was talking about back in the day. But back in the day, he didn't have this, this these facts to back them up. Right. So, yes, he's going to look crazy back in 1986, right? 19, whenever it was that he came out and said these things. But now that you start to see some more facts about this, uh, it, it gives him more a little, little bit more credit on the story that he's telling you know i i personally believe him especially like if you listen to the podcast to that guy's podcast the joe rogan he's talking to this guy mm-hmm. um it, you can tell that he i mean of course people can probably are very good liars but uh you can tell that i think this guy's telling the truth about this that there there is something in there i do believe that there is technology that we don't know about we just don't know how to how it how it operates we don't know what it does. We don't know, like, they're trying to get him to reverse engineer this, this technology that we have no idea about, you know? Um, and so it, it's it's kind of like an example. For example, if you go back in time 
in let's say in the you know 1600 or whatever and you go back in time and you drop uh, an iphone in someone's hand and they're gonna look at you crazy they're gonna take your probably they'll probably burn you think you're a witch right that's right. what they did back then but um they, they would look at this and like or, or like you drove in in somewhere in the castle with the tesla people would think you're some kind of witch the, the, this technology is impossible right so what's the difference between doing that going back in time and and presenting somebody back in time with, with some technology we have now and that's so normal like an iphone uh or, or something like that with what this guy kind of is is showing this this technology that to us is foreign right now but maybe in the future when they can actually figure out what it does how to reverse engineer it how it like how they can you know replicate it and but what's what's the difference between that you know is that guy really look that crazy when you really think about it that way oh and i, I believe that we're far or farther along ahead with advancement in technology than a lot of people would like to believe because i mean you look at how much money we invest in our military force on, on in technology alone mm-hmm. and of course a lot of it goes to defense contractors true enough but still we've been working on advancement i mean here we split an atom so I was like, we split an atom to make a bomb. So who yeah. would even have thought to even split an atom to make a bomb? Look at Nikola Tesla. Nikola Tesla, I mean, one of the, the, the fathers of energy, he created cell towers long before we even had a cell, a cell phone. Right. So a lot of this stuff existed because you have great minds out of people thinking farther and farther ahead to uh, create some of this stuff. And of course, we don't have the, the, the tools to use it then because it's so advanced that it mm-hmm. just gets set on the books. And yeah, like, you know, like Bruno was saying with Bob Lazar, yeah, now we have the footage that come out that can back up some of his claims and his argument because some of this footage was released back out in 2007. It was leaked. And of course, you know, a lot of people, we have our conspiracy theories and there's a ton of videos that exist out there. And we thought, okay, this is just another one of those videos to validate that there are flying saucers within or unidentified flying objects within our skies. And then actually come 2017, or what was it, last year too, Mm-hmm. Once the Navy pilot came out and was like, yeah, we've been seeing this stuff and the government finally declassified it. It's like, okay, this is for real. Yeah. The government has been monitoring this for a long time. Because mm-hmm. it was uh, Project Blue Book that they were talking about, that they were actually looking at investigating some of the UFO abductions and some of the crashes that's been taking place and the sightings that we have, especially from our the uh, satellites. Arms and stuff, right? Like, Right. Uh, yeah, I, I know you're talking about yeah, the Blue, blue pro- Project or whatever it was, yeah. So is you have to wonder is it because like again you know how hard it would be for everybody a lot of people to get together to say they was abducted by aliens and have some of the same stories I'm like yeah. that's you doing real good you, and then you could go by the power of manipulation to where you listen to stuff so much that you start to believe it but I'm like ah, I don't know about that I, I mean I don't I don't really dig that but uh, I mean the, the technology the, the, this technology that this guy was talking about that essentially can create gravity yeah anti-gravity now you're you're not now you're starting to talk about time possibly time travel you know things like that change actually changing the history the world and that that kind of thing um so uh, and 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 now you're starting to and i can understand why if there is like obviously there's area 51 nobody really knows exactly what's in there but why government would want to keep if they know what possibly this could do why they would want to keep it such you know 
such a an item or whatever like secret and uh because you want to be the first right you want to be the first to have this technology you want to be the first to uh being able to be able to use that imagine imagine how that would change the world being able to well so you get to somebody like 45 that wants to show it all off well i think it was um it was bill clinton or somebody one of the presidents is even the president these these facilities are private like they're run privately right so even the 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 president can't like i think it was bill clinton that wanted to go into area 51 and they denied his access you know, he couldn't go in there. Uh, so there's a lot of things like, I, honestly, I don't even think Donald Trump's been in there. So if you become president, it's not like I'm going to become president because I want to see what's in Area 51. It doesn't work that way. You know, uh, they can still, you know, deny your access to go in there in these facilities. There's a lot of places that the president can't, can't go. You think that, oh, he's the president. He can go anywhere he wants, right? He just walk in Area 51, no problem. And it's not like that. So... I don't know if 45 is taking enough interest to want to go look at other immigrant stuff. And, you know. Right. <laughs> but I think that's uh, uh, interesting to think about how much we don't know. You know, um, another really interesting. So this guy, Bob Lazar, they do, I think, like two, two or three different interviews with him, like Joe Rogan. So it's definitely if you haven't listened to it, it's definitely worth it. Really interesting. Especially if you kind of like that kind of thing, like aliens, you know. But the other, uh, he, he's done some really interesting, like, um, uh, even with um, uh, Bernie Sanders. He had a really good, interesting uh, interview with Bernie Sanders. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, obviously, like, a brilliant man, right? I think, like, you know, um, so he has really good in- interviews with, with that guy. Like, two But what do you think the impact would be if we found out that you know we have been visited a lot by otherworldly beings like actually like like confirmed like well yeah. it's one thing I, well for me like I said I believe it when I see it right so yeah. even these these reports of people saying I'm like, saying say tomorrow say tomorrow big you start seeing saucers and stuff somewhere up in, this, in our solar system you mean like uh like that Dave, Dave, uh, Dave Chappelle sketch where they literally like I don't know if you remember, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know my bipple. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, look, if I see it, uh, of course I would believe it, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I still believe. I do believe. Uh, I do believe in in aliens. I do believe in other beings. But it, it's the same thing. It's like I, I have to see. It, I have to feel it to actually. But would it change your life? Um, How day, would it day, impact you? Uh, no, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't because, I mean, they they aliens haven't come talk to me or hang out with me, you know. So, I mean, unless that's gonna change uh, how I live every day, go to work, I'm still gonna have to go to work every day. That's not gonna change. But um, so I don't know if that's what you mean, like if it's gonna change my daily life or just yeah. think how I think about things, you know. Because that's what that's my that's the the argument I like to make. It's like okay, well. I don't care if you do come out and say that, you know, we, we've been visiting other solar systems. Like, we have actually learned of wormholes, we, which we have found wormholes. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we're actually traveling through wormholes. <laughs> we have that technology. We are visiting other planets and stuff. And I'm like, okay. I mean, if you come back and say, you know, this is such and such from uh, Sector 123XY. Okay. 
I still got to pay my bills. So um, yeah, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll see y'all on the news. I got to go to work. <laughs> Look, my I don't is. understand this whole notion of like the government, because this is what the government says. They, a lot of people, they have officially, officially said it, but they don't want to cause uh, chaos and disruption in our daily lives. And I was like, well, what kind of argument is that? Because I'm like, you know, I still got cell phones. I still have a mortgage. I still got car notes. Uh, yeah, cars. I still have bills to pay. And I got kids to take care of. So I was like, so why would that change my life? But I'm like, it's great. It's great to know that, you know, we ain't going out <laughs> yeah, here. Thanks. Y'all could have sent but, that in the email. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm like, hey, you can make a YouTube video or something to go go right. go on Twitch Live and let's let's what, what what can they do? I'm like, it'll be good to know when I got off of work. And I mean, that's good to, to learn about <laughs> yeah. who these other people are. But I'm like, it's like finding a, a hidden tribe in the Amazon that you don't know anything about. Hey, exactly. Hey, what's nice up? going, but okay, I got to be to work at eight o'clock in the morning. I gotta go, man. Yeah. I think that uh, the. Uh, if everybody thought that way, like, you know, like you and me, like, it's really not going to affect tomorrow, right? Uh, I think that people, maybe even the government or these, these people, like, would come out and say, hey, yeah, look, there's these aliens, like, you know, Air 51 or whatever that we've been visited. But they know that if something like that was to come out, there's people that would freak out and it would cause havoc. People would just, you know, think it's the especially people that think that they don't believe it and they think oh this is the end of the world and, and it would cause so much chaos so I, I understand you know why something like that they, yeah, they can come out like hey look here's someone in a country of 330 <laughs> something million people you're gonna get a small group of people i mean because what with the ones that was what was it not was it last year or year before last it was in my storm in area 51 yeah the one million people that were going to you know, yeah, but, and I'm like, you know, that's like a drop in a bucket. Like they say about it, the COVID-19, it's only affecting a handful of people. It's just a drop in a bucket of people that will actually cause a difference within their life, but they will stop doing something. Because even seeing the videos, I mean, it's awesome. It's awesome to see mm-hmm. something moving at a high rate of speed. They're not worried about G-Force that's affecting them because a lot of you don't know, if you don't know about G-Force, if you, get, if you travel at a high rate of speed, it will affect your brain functionality and how your your motor skills and stuff to see something travel at that high rate of speed and do particular maneuvers is cool and it's awesome <laughs> to imagine that but at the end of the day like I said you know I still Not I got shit to do <laughs> I got stuff to do I think the government you know if it, it's like it's that thing you go back around to you know if, if you were to know everything that the government actually knows uh yeah, I think some people would, you know, uh, it would change a lot of people's lives. Like, um, I think I was talking to you about earlier or the other day about um, Edward Snowden, you know. Mm-hmm. He's another guy that uh, I didn't know anything about the guy. Like, the only thing I knew about Edward Snowden, and and this, and, and I bring this up because that's another one of those, like, episodes from the, the, the podcast that I was, like, super interested in. So like Joe Rogan has the Edward Edward Snowden on his uh, his podcast, and it was like three four hours long, right? The episode, and literally Joe just lets him talk. It just doesn't even ask any questions. Ask like one one or two questions. This guy just lets it out, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, well, you know, so for people that don't know who this guy is, and for me, I didn't even know his whole story either. For me, Edward, Edward Snowden was just a guy that, you know, at some point he. This is what I thought that he just started telling secrets to you know um, Russia, all the secrets to the United States, and you know, and that's all I knew. 
I never mm-hmm. really looked into. I knew the name, you know, like I associated that name with the, the guy, the trader, not the trader, but like the guy that, you know, uh, went rogue and then started telling all the secrets. And then until recently, like probably, you know, this year, actually, when I really like I heard the podcast uh, and I was like, oh, interesting. I know what this guy's about, but I didn't really know his full story, you know, and you start to listen to this guy's story and you start to see like everything that he did, uh, you know, for example, the, it, it, what he did was pretty much he was he worked for the NSA and then the CIA for a long time. And he started to see these programs being used uh, that were pretty much, you know, constitutional, pretty much people. And this is something that didn't surprise me because I already had a feeling the government did this, but that, you know, the government can listen to you at any time. They can track your location. They Mm -hmm. can see everything you search. Um, But that in itself is illegal, you know, without a warrant, without probable cause to look at that. Unless you're like some kind of terrorist and they're trying to look into, you know, seeing if you're trying to plot some kind of terrorist attack, there is no reason why they should be using those programs for regular, ordinary people like you and me, you know? So this guy came out and that's what his whole thing was. He let the public know. And and the U.S. tried to grab him. They tried to, you know, get him for espionage. And, uh, I miss Chelsea Manning. Yeah, he brings her name up a lot as well when he does when he talks. There's a couple of other names that he brings up. Julian Assange. Mm-hmm. And, and these are people that I think did get arrested. You know, and they're probably going to spend most of their life in, in jail. He got away. You know, so I was uh, on the, on on his interview. He talked about how you know, um, pretty much once they found out that he was telling journalists about this this information about these, I think it was like seven, nine different programs that combined, they did different things, but combined, it pretty much created this, you know, this surveillance program that you can even, you know, listen in into the, and he, he said, he's like, I could, I could even listen into the, you know, the president of the United States if I wanted. And he was seeing that he was the guy that you get, that you always imagine, you know, the CIA or whatever. He's literally the guy behind the computer mm-hmm. that would listen to and, and and look into specific people that they wanted him to look into. But he had access to do that with anyone without any warrants, you know. So it's, uh, I mean, it's it's real. I mean, because you have the Communication Act of '96, I think, that Bush signed back into place or signed into place. I mean, I mean, since the Cold War. The government has been monitoring communications because even in my job, because I'm big on it because I'm a security guy. I'm like my background, I'm a network security engineer. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the stuff that, that he was talking about, that it's true. Like a lot of people don't know what people that we can see. And, they, and of course, I'm not going to see everything I can see on my end because I, <laughs> I enjoy right. working and I'm not here. trying to lose my job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But, yeah. you know, we have access to your device. Now, is it illegal to tap into your phone lines and listen in that without a court order? Obviously, yes. But I mean, you know, is it possible to do so without you knowing? Yes, it, it is. It, mm-hmm. it is. I mean, without anybody finding out, it, it really is to tap in and just listen to it. Because you can see, you can see everything. Like you can see your geolocation. I can mm-hmm. see what device you're using. And of course, you can take that information and run it across to your social media stuff. We can build a you can build a profile on people, which is what's which which is what's big in the security or the hacking, the the black hacker, black hacker, or even gray hack industry. 
to where they create profiles on people so we can get everything and anything about you based upon certain information and then you know track you down so a lot of stuff that edward snowden was talking about yo that's legit like that's that's not conspiracy theory that stuff is straight up legit i mean a lot of people don't know your google phone like you want to talk about security uh-huh Google already came out to see the former CEO told you a long time ago, they don't delete your data. Like your data is always stored on their servers. There is always stored on their servers. So your information, because they resell your information, your stuff is still out. You want to talk about security. If you're worried about security, you don't need to have an Android phone. Right. And that was the one thing that he was talking about that these, especially like the phone companies, they they store your information for years so they could literally like anyone could literally go back and 20 years ago and look exactly who you called a certain day and by using that they can obviously obviously use like you know location like triangulation all that stuff like to locate and see where you were at that specific time mm-hmm. um so they can literally track where you've been for as long as you have a cell phone and you're making calls you know and then would at least now these cell phones, you turn it off. Like my iPhone, I can turn it off, completely turn it off. But it has a battery built into it. Unless, like before, you used to be able to take the battery out. Remember those cell phones used to, yeah. I used to carry like a second battery when I just pop one in, you know. Now you can't, you know. So he said, do you, do you really think that when you turn off your phone, that your phone is really off and no one can just access it, you know. And they can. So there's a lot of things like, but the biggest thing that I, that I've, I read actually a couple of days ago is that this year this is and this is what kind of makes his whole story legit right mm-hmm. and, and it really changes the way that people see him is that uh, in September of this year the the federal courts actually uh, looked at the, the his whole case and 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 uh, determined that yes the surveillance programs that they were using that he came out, you know, as a whistleblower and, and let the public know was deemed to be illegal. And what they even quote, like possibly un, uh, unconstitutional. So, you know, um, it's almost like uh, this guy kind of redeeming himself is, uh, you know, it, it gives, it, it paints him in a different way, I think, what he did. Right, and it was the same thing with Chelsea Manning because even though they found that what Chelsea Manning had revealed about the government and their monitoring and, and how they were monitoring other governments, it was true, mm-hmm. but he still had violated, you know, federal laws and actually coming out and leaking the information. Yeah, but do you think that leaking that information, if it benefits the greater population of the country or in the world, do you think that that's people? You don't you think that he should be pardoned for for that? Yeah, he was. I mean, it took him a while to do that, but I—I I don't think he's met pardon yet. Chelsea Manning, yeah, he has. Yeah, oh, oh, no, no, oh no. I mean, um, Edward Snowden. No, yeah, yeah. no, they're no, waiting. He's, he's... They, they're they're waiting to get him. Yeah, they they want to get him bad. <laughs> you know, it's because uh, uh, he did say too that because this is to go back into the alien technology that with they he has seen evidence of alien technology that does exist. Really? Because on the on the podcast, well, at least on the podcast. Actually, it's a video. Like, if you go on YouTube and you look up, they have, it, it, it's a video, like a video mm-hmm. cast, whatever. He, from what he said, at least at the time they recorded that, he said that he, everything that he saw, that he never saw, like, actual facts or, like, evidence of aliens. Now, does it mean that there was no alien technology, right? 
yeah but not like well not aliens movie. yeah like you know like people imagine like all oh, the big bad in the you know yeah no 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 so yeah i think i'm not saying like actually i'm not saying beings i'm saying like yeah. advancement technology I mean, like technology yeah 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 i i believe that too and somebody like these guys that you see coming out um and i think it was uh obama that had a obama had um obama had before he got elected he had uh, a page that he was pushing for um a law that would pretty much um you know it would uh how do you say it, it would um uh allow these whistleblowers to come out without any you know without being looked down on or, or the government going after them. And, um, you know, like a lot of things, when you go into office, things change. That was one of the things that changed. As soon as he became president, then the website came down and, and that was never talked about. Um, but I think that's something that they, sh- they should allow these people to, you know. Um, now, depending on what, you know, I don't know what else that he might have uh, leaked out that maybe it wasn't uh, constitutional or whatever. Like maybe he... You know, maybe did leak out some things, but I think with this specifically with these programs that you know we're looking into people's lives every day, uh, I think that's something that uh, he should be pardoned. You know, of and, and he, I doubt he'll ever be able to come back here. That's just a fact. I doubt he'll ever come back to the United States. He'll probably just supposedly he lives in Russia, and that's what you know, that's what he says. But um, I mean, it, I don't. Yeah, I think he should be pardoned, but the thing I have about being a, a whistleblower when it comes to security vulnerabilities, now, you, of course, you got other forms of whistleblowers and they talk about things taking place in the government that people are doing behind the scenes they shouldn't be doing, but when it comes to security threat, I mean, I think I think all Americans should understand now that you're, you're being monitored. Like, I mean, yeah. that should just be an underlying thing. It's like, you, you can't come out and tell me anything that I don't already necessarily know. And that's yeah. not me walking around with my tinfoil hat on. This is the, the guy on his <laughs> truth. And I will say, and I'm, I said on my previous podcast, 5G does not cause COVID. I work in 5G. It does not cause COVID. Same here. Yeah, it, it does not cause COVID. I, I would have had COVID by now. Right. <laughs> if it did. I'm like, if, right. Because I work in the lab where we, we test. And I'm like, <laughs> I, and I don't have COVID. <laughs> and I've been tested uh, twice. So I was like, no, I'm I'm fine. But yeah. um. Yeah, so to come out and to do a, a leak on security threats and what the government is monitoring, I mean... I'm completely fine with the government using these programs if they're actually tracking down, you know, uh, tracking down these terrorists. And and when he tells his story, the first, the first before he, he was even in the NSA, he was like 18 years old or something, he uh, lived close to the NSA building. Um, and that was exactly around 9-11, right? Mm-hmm. So he was he started to think after years, he started to think, well, the United States has the biggest top the line, you know, surveillance program in the world, which they do. I really believe they do. Mm-hmm. Um, why couldn't they stop 9-11? You know, and then he he said that the the day of 9-11 when that happened, um, because he drove in front of that building so much, he he saw people leaving. They pretty much let all the people go home. It's like, why would they, why in a time like this, where we don't know what's going on, right? We just, I mean, for me, when I, 9-11 was just like two planes hitting a building. I didn't know about terrorists and all that. I was too young. I just didn't know about terrorists. But why would these people in a time like this uh, be going home? 
shouldn't they shouldn't wouldn't they be like wouldn't aren't those the people that would be there to find out where these things are going to happen next and stop it you know so it's like well yeah now you're getting into a, a totally different um <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you start to really think about like a lot of these things right um but like i said if you have the time and he he does like two different interviews with joe rogan it's, it's amazing there's whether you believe this kind of stuff or not even even bob lazar you know uh whether you believe that kind of stuff it's very like the first interview is like three hours long the second one is like two and a half hours long the second interview he talked uh joe rogan asks asks he asks a little bit more questions but kind of just lets the guy talk you know he has a lot to mm-hmm. say and, uh there's a lot lot a lot of a lot of story behind that so it's it's very if you have a couple hours to kill definitely listen to it and they have it on youtube too so you can see like you know yeah a long episode now i, mm-hmm. I listen to it. it's a long episode yeah but it's uh yeah. when it comes to alien beings i mean i would be excited to see a different life form. hell i would be excited to leave this planet like, I'm, I'm yeah. glad that we're I will give 45 this I'm glad that we are investing back into the space program again and he's actually opened it up for private citizens to invest in it now you a lot of people might have an opinion on that but I'm like I, I'd rather you give it to the private and the private sector to let them create technology to go to and from out of space rather than keep it locked down to the government because now you're talking about doing what was it uh, Tesla he wants to do he wasn't the only one who was the other it's another company out there wants to do personal flights to X like, uh, I know what you're talking about they sent a couple uh, rockets into space already I forgot right. the name though but they want to do a, you know tourist t- tourist things to go into space mm-hmm. and do a flight around a planet so I think that's cool and I mean I would love to do that because I would love to you know you're stuck on this planet all the time it'd be nice to see if what's really out there and if the earth really is flat <laughs> I was just about to say that. Debunk that, I guess, right? I don't know. But I look, aliens or not, right? We I mean, I don't know if this if if there is aliens out there and you're listening to this podcast, okay. Don't come right now because look, we gotta wait for this no. election, okay? <laughs> you guys mm-hmm. hang out for a little bit because just imagine, you know, something else coming up in, in twenty twenty that we we're not prepared for. I said this last night in my Discord. <laughs> I'm like, that is the best way to end out 2020 is to have Bipple show up. And was like, I was, <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> I was waiting. With Dave Chappelle. Right, that's Dave where Dave Chappelle <laughs> went for all those years. He wasn't in Africa. He was with the aliens. He was with Bipples. He was with Bipple. <laughs> was it yeah, Bibbles or Bipples? What is it? I think, yeah, I think it is Bipple. Uh, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's the best way to end 2020. Yeah. Not a zombie apocalypse no. with the vaccine and stuff. I think no, that's yeah. too far fetched. No I, I would have aliens in that. I, I, I mean, not oh. too far fetched, but I think that I think we would see aliens before we see zombies. No, no, no. I, don't, I disagree with that. I, you think so? I mean, in, obviously, we already have infections, you know, infected mm-hmm. people, but like dead people walking. Well, I wouldn't say that they're necessarily reanimated but I think they are working on towards now this is a conspiracy I'm just gonna this is my opinion this is not no facts <laughs> never, but I think they are working on reanimation Allegedly. because yeah because they, they I mean this so a lot of people I don't know if a lot of people don't know this but there is a virus or no it's a fungus a fungus exists in the wild 
I know that actually takes mm-hmm. over an uh, insect Insects, brain. Right? Yes. Yeah. To have them go to a higher place on a tree to actually ground them. So like, but the fungus takes over the brain and have them act out, do certain things, eat everything, and then go to the top of a tree so they can plant themselves, so they can spread yeah. more spores. So that really does, that really does exist. And there have been other drugs. Like a lot of people don't even talk about bath salts anymore. I don't know if everybody oh, yeah, remember the, the bath salts. That's so 2016, 17. Right. So <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> that came up. The bath salts was affecting people's brains to where they actually were eat people. Like they literally yeah. were, they literally were eating people. And so it's like you know somebody created that. Somebody. So it's like you know it's not being talked about anymore. But that really does exist. That's why I say you know I think because you know, it's not might not be reanimation of the dead. But I think the military would use that because hell, those are perfect soldiers. Which is the whole purpose of them? What was it? Um, Resident Evil. That's the whole purpose of that is to create soldiers that don't die, so you can put them on the battlefield and fight wars for you. But I think that I think that's more possible than seeing Dupel show up. Even though I would rather see that over the other. I don't want to fight. <laughs> I mean, as cool as that might be, I don't want to fight zombies. Like, I, then again, I'd rather fight zombies than aliens. I'll tell you that. Because aliens Cause are gonna have die. some wild technology. Yeah. Right. It's, there's nothing that we could do to fight against them. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've watched too much Walking Dead to know that hey, we just need to shoot them in the head, right? Aliens. Well, it depends on the form of zombies now, because if you got World War Z zombies, yeah, uh, you, you might as well just talk that one to give that one, talk that one up, because <laughs> <laughs> unless you're in shape and you can sprint. Well, what was that one game? I think it's maybe, uh, it may, might be the one you're talking about where they literally, have, you have to fight zombies and then, uh, uh, Nazi zombies you have to kill Nazi zombies and then at the end of the game you literally had to kill like the Nazi like the uh, um, Hitler like that like the zombie Hitler it's, it's actually not, a really good game it's it called, is think, it's not 40. Doom what is no it? it's called the zombie uh, zombie uh, zombie army I think they have like four of them already it's, it's actually a really good game it's, uh, it's a co-op too so you can play with like up to four or even six people yeah, so yeah, zombies. It depends on what kind of zombies come out. If because if you all hadn't seen World War Z with uh, Brad Pitt in it, oh yeah, yeah, those <laughs> you don't want those at all. They full sprint, new full sprint. A lot of us Americans, we out of shape, so you can't do no full sprint. <laughs> I can't do no. I can't do no Tom Cruise running from. The, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no. But if it's if it's you know the Walking Dead or regular zombies, yeah, I can I can I can handle those. Yeah, true. We're already in Atlanta, right? So, it, yeah, CDC, home of the CDC, home of the CDC. So, you know, as we wind it up, so because we, we started talking about politics, I know we're supposed to be talking a lot about alien technology and stuff, I, and we have been working on advancement in technology. And I encourage mm-hmm. everybody to look and see what the government is working on because it really is interesting things. Like we we pushed out three Navy vessels that has lasers on there to be able to shoot down planes and missiles. We have mm-hmm. heat rays. We really do have heat rays. And I'm telling you, this is not a conspiracy. Theory. We really do have heat rays. They've used it on the battlefield. They've oh, yeah. deployed it on some of the Black Hawk helicopters. And what it does is heat up your um, your blood or your something, heat up your body. So we have a ton of technologies that, that exist right now that's advanced. That I think you all should look into. It's amazing. I love. It. I stay on. I stay on top of it because I love how far we are getting. So, do I think that we are working on if we don't already have anti gravity technology? I believe we already have it. 
Now, uh, is it going back what Bruno says, whether or not you're going to be able to fold <laughs> dimensions and go back in time and stuff? I, I don't necessarily go that deep into it. I'm talking about stuff that I know probably exists already. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to go back in time, to be honest. I don't know. They didn't have air conditioning back there. I'm not about that. I'm just saying, you know. So. Yeah, so I do believe, and I do, be, I do believe in parallel dimensions. I do believe in parallel dimensions. Yeah. So there's a school now in in Tennessee that's actually working on validating that. They're doing a whole Stranger Things things where they're injecting particles into the air, and they've actually proven that. So one thing that you all should know, gravity is constant. If anything, this is just a fact too. The one constant thing that we have throughout the universe is that gravity exists everywhere. It's the one constant thing that we do have. So they are having an argument they're presenting to where they can inject particles and see if those same product particles, the same exact ones, come out onto another side. And I, you know, it's hard for me to explain it, but that exists. It's in a school in North Tennessee, and I get, I'll talk about another episode. That's pretty cool. They're working on breaking into that. And then you have CERN that exists, and CERN is working on development and actually proving that dark matter exists, which they have proven that to a degree that dark matter really does exist. And they dark create- matter... Huh? Weren't they able to create? Uh, oh no, I'm talking about dark uh, black hole. Never mind. Yeah. Well, that was a fear. So people were worried about them colliding so many particles at a high rate of speed that they will ultimately create a small black hole. And if there are videos out there that have lights and stuff and certain things happening above CERN, those are conspiracies. And I'm not trying to get into this <laughs> podcast. I'm just saying they're studying to try to find out the particle collisions and about the birth of the universe, and also looking to where the dark matter exists. And if you all are, are, are the big nerds out there, like if you listen to my podcast, you're big nerds, you know that's the underlying fuel from the Star Trek, from the Enterprise. They use dark matter <laughs> to fuel the Enterprise. Hey. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean... We're not we're too far fast there. No, it's not. I, I, I yeah. love science. I love technology. I love the human brain and how we can think so far ahead. And we actually work toward trying to create those things. So... Yeah, yeah, this was a different episode compared to the, some of the stuff that I typically talk about. Yeah, now we well, we hit politics, right? We got some politics in there, and we did. Uh, politics plays a huge part in it. Like a lot of people yeah. say, oh, I don't do politics. Politics actually, politics plays a part in everything because you need money. I mean, maybe, bottom line, you need you money. You don't do polit- Maybe you don't do politics, but politics does. Politics you. does. It, you. It, it affects you. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I want to say thank you to Bruno for being a guest on the show. Yeah, man. I, I like I said, I'm honored. Anytime you want to have me, uh, I'm always. I, I like talking about all this, all different stuff, you know. So I really appreciate you having me. Yeah, I mean, it can make a different segment. It's a go into a whole a series on it. <laughs> we can talk conspiracies as long as we have facts. Because I will say again, I don't do the whole opinion based stuff. It's got to be facts, and you're not gonna have me as one of those uh <laughs> those podcasts or a radio stations where you just people are just coming out quoting opinions and you have nothing to back you up. As long as there's facts yeah. that exist out there. We're not Alex Jones here. Come on. No, we are definitely not Alex Jones. <laughs> Alex Jones and talking about this the uh the lizard people and no. Uh, oh God, the lizard I, people don't even no know. no. <laughs> So, yeah, now, one thing I will say, since, you know, you listened to the podcast before, we talked about politics and we have talked about, you know, alien otherworldly things that exist and so much technology that's taking place right now and security vulnerabilities. But with so much stuff going on, I like to end my podcast with something positive. So if you can, feedback off into your immigrant community and feedback into this world during this trying times and this this election taking place. I think... I think it's important to, uh, even with everything 
wild going on, especially now with pandemic and all this stuff, right? You have to look at it the bright side. You know, you always talk about uh, you have to hit rock bottom, you know, to come up. Like you always, uh, I think it's important to know that everything, uh, all, all this stuff will go away eventually, you know, COVID will go away no matter what anybody says. Eventually it will go away. Uh, the elections will go away. All these things uh, uh, will go away. And uh, I think the most important thing you have to do is uh, stay true to yourself and, and and go out there and make a change, make a difference, you know, whatever way you think, but make a difference by, even if it's just helping somebody cross the street, an old lady, whatever it might be, it might make someone's day. You might see somebody on the side of the street, you see they're struggling. Give them a couple dollars, you know, uh, it might make their day. You don't know what that person's been through. Just doing little things like that, uh, I guarantee you that it's, you're going to, you might not feel something right away, but later on you might think about it. It's like, wow, I, I did that and I didn't have to. So help, we're all in this together, right? We're all humans, no matter who you vote for, no matter who you, who, who you like, whatever. Um, we're all humans and I think we all should stick together. So uh, stay positive that way, uh, work together to make the world better. And I agree with him on that. It's like this, the biggest thing that we can do is love one another. We talk about otherworldly beings and we're trying to work so hard to escape this planet. But I think we have to come together to work together as a team before we decide to leave here and go to some other place. So yeah. one of my biggest things is we all should just we have to come together as one. And before you're doing that, you know, make sure you take care of yourself first and make sure you love yourself first before you call yourself trying to love anybody else. One of my biggest things is my three L's is just live, love, laugh. Try every day to do one of those things, to love somebody, to, to you know, feed over into somebody, to laugh a little bit, because it's, even as hard as it is, you can find something to smile about and just live. Like the biggest thing that you can do is just live. Don't just stay cooped up in your house or hold down to your job. Actually get out and enjoy life because you're only given one life. Mm -hmm. You're only given one. And the best things you can do with all of with it, with it at all is to actually live, love, laugh, and just enjoy it day to day. Find something that you love doing, be creative about it, and then turn around and invest in somebody else so you can extend out your own life. Even though you may not be here, but extend out the love that you have onto someone else, making you passing it down. So thank you again, Bruno. It's a great episode. No problem. Everybody out thank there, uh, stay sane during this election cycle <laughs> and the next ones that's coming up because we do have a runoff coming up in uh, in January here in Georgia. You know, all the states too, they may have runoffs coming up, but uh, yeah. Stay popular in Georgia, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do have a big center race coming up on, in January. Two big ones. So, uh, yeah. Again, live, love, laugh. Until then, thank you all for tuning in. Happy podcasting. <laughs> <laughs>